The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota, and I love talking about women in agriculture. The women of Common Ground Minnesota are volunteers who are volu- you know, taking their time to chat with you about what it's like to live on a farm and grow food in Minnesota. Here's some really great news about this group. They have just launched a newsletter that you can basically sign up for at commongroundminnesota.com, and you get the latest you know, events, giveaways, delicious recipes, all sorts of great stories from the farm. And I got to tell you, it's just a really cool thing to get into your inbox every month. And it's it's kind of an, a way in. If you're wondering, like, I don't know what I'm going to ask when I go to Common Ground, Minnesota. Well, this is just an introduction and a way to get you guys to meet the farmers at Common Ground, Minnesota. The Common Ground Minnesota volunteers, remember, their goal is to be a resource for your food and farming questions. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at Common Ground, M-I-N-N, CommonGroundMinnesota.com. What time is it? We are holiday showing it, and we did just get an email that someone wants us to talk a little bit about ham. So at some point, we will talk a little bit about how to cook a ham. Um, All right. So thank you for listening to The Weekly Dish. We love having you. And this is the portion of the show where we tell you two things that we're obsessed with this week. Give me the old one. Presents. Top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. Winning, 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 winning. All right. Um, funny enough, uh, by the way, <laughs> I'm thankful, and the thing I'm most obsessed with is having my mom make pierogies. Hopefully, yum. You know, for Christmas Eve, and I don't know if she's going to. She does listen to the show, so I don't know if she's going to make them or not. They're kind of a pain in the butt. But I guess what I have to do is I need to make my own pierogies. I need to like learn what she like. We did recipe. them this time last year. We, I, in February, maybe Kurt and I were at the cabin, and I was kind of obsessed with them too. Yeah, I mean, everybody has a different way of making them, but I specifically want the ones that my mom makes for Christmas Eve. Like, that's what I want. I want. This that is time dough. for you to learn. I know, and I feel like I really missed out on that, and and. And uh, so I'm sort of sad that I, I have to like I have to like figure that out. That I ju- it only just hit me this morning. I was like, am I going to get pierogies? <laughs> like that was a question with my non traditional Christmas Eve. Um, so I'm, that is pierogies is my. You could have New Year's pierogies. I can you have know, pierogies any day. I can have pierogies whenever I want. Why do I do that? Why do I make them only Christmas Eve? Well, you know how we usually have like, or I usually have, and I think you go along with me a like cooking like a New Year's Eve goal, like a cooking goal. Yeah. And one year I perfected the apple pie, and then I did sourdough one year. Yeah. I haven't come up with my plan yet this no, year. No, you haven't. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of coming, but 
I think you know what it's going to be. And what? it's not even a goal. It's just, I feel like because I've cooked so much for the cookbook specifically. I was going to say, you've co- that's been your goal. Like, you've been doing that. Like, I want to maybe just cook what I want to cook. Right. Like, cook what I want to eat for a year mm-hmm. of just, like, in the moment when I want to eat it. Yeah. Like, instead of, like, oh, instead I have of to making cook content? this specific thing. Yes. Yes. That's that's the part where everyone says I finding feel, joy in cooking again instead of having it be a job. Yeah, and then it becomes your job that becomes a little bit harder. Anyway, pierogies is my first one. Okay, I already had the Bedwin Bedwin balls. I can't say it <laughs> uh, from Mr. Paul's. Um, Boudin. Boudin balls. balls. The balls. The balls. The balls. Um, but I'm also gonna just give you a weird fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm trying to decide if I'm lactose intolerant as I've aged. Okay. I don't know if I am or am I not, but I'm starting to like keep track of what I'm eating and how I'm feeling in my stomach and yeah. thinking like maybe that's part of it. So I was researching like lactose things. Did you know that Swiss cheese made in like Gruyere, which is one of my favorite cheeses, does not have lactose? Um, No. I did not know that. How fascinating is that? That is fascinating. It has to be made in Switzerland. Okay. Because they pasteurize cheese differently. Okay. But and it removes it's lactose-free. Lactose huh. So if you're lactose intolerant, you know, but you want to have a giant slab of cheese on your <laughs> ham sandwich. Yeah, and ham and ham and Swiss is good. Yeah, or you want to make like a French onion soup, yeah. but you can't use the butter, I guess. But you could use olive oil to caramelize the onions. And I mean, you could have a lactose-free French onion soup. Yeah, I did have a great, great French onion soup. Yum. I yeah. saw your French onion soup. You had dinner with Mr. Nanny. I had lunch. Yeah, with, with Mr. Lou Nanny at Tavern 23. Very good. Okay, so that is, I guess, Swiss cheese and boudin balls. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll come up with we're one more like thing. A random, we're in a random <laughs> top two in hour two today, yo. Uh, I wanted to shout out the Scordalia. Did I talk about this last week or not? Is this some kind of head cheese? This, no, this is what I brought to the cookie party, the dip, the garlic dip. Oh, that was so good. Yes, Scordalia, tell them about that. I'm going to say it wrong. But it was from Gardens of Salonica. And it was, it was like, a, it's not, it's like that garlic pureed. It's like creamy and just pu- putting it on a cheese board, like having your cheeses and everything else. Sometimes I get a little bit, honestly, you know, you start to meld the flavors. It gets too base in on a cheese board. And I don't want to go fruit because that's where the acidity is supposed to come in and help cut through some of that richness. This is was a game changer for me. Like I having this little like whipped garlic dip, you know, and it was like a spread. And it's called Scordalia or Scordalia, however you want to say it. It's at Garden Salonica. I got it at Lund's. Um, and it's, so it's local. And it just was a bright change up so that I could take my little piece of cracker, do a little, you know, cheese and a little bit of meat on there and then have a little of the dip on there. And that was like, ugh, it was great. Okay. So if you're doing a cheese board, highly recommend just having a little side dish for this dip. Okay. Um... I have another one in my mind, but I don't know where you buy it. So I have to regroup here. Okay. Uh, okay. Here is my thoughts. I looked at all the holiday magazines last night trying to like, like get like holiday food ideas and like, okay, the holiday meals. And I had food and wine and I had fine cooking and I had Bon Appetit and I had Martha Stewart and the one that has like, because I feel like a lot of the magazines are struggling right now. Oh, yeah. No, print is struggling. We're Everybody's struggling. So if you want to support And it's not yours, even in just like the print and the ads. It's in their content. It's not as captivating for whatever reason. Well, to you. 
Yeah, but I'm a subscriber, so wouldn't that make it important to be? I subscribe to all of them. No, I know. I guess I'm saying they're switching. They may be in, you know, moving demographics around, or they may be coming at things in a different way that are going to alienate some people and some people they're going to bring in. I don't know. Like, that's the thing is like, we're not all one person. We're all not all looking for the same thing. And so I do think it's fair to say, though, that if you have a holiday food cover and you're like 75 holiday food recipes, that you should have some sides to a protein that someone would want to cook. I mean, I would, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for sides. Okay. So could it, I mean, there was a lot of just drivel. So let's just go there. Okay. So, okay. So I finally got to this magazine that I keep coming back to that actually does have recipes and maybe it's because they're sort of healthy recipes that they look like, okay, this is real food. Like I would really cook and like food that's seasonal to me. Is eat well. Uh, you know what? You've said that a couple times in the last like month mm-hmm. or so that that's where you've gotten a recipe. And I was like, they kind of are doing some really interesting things like that's outside of your general thought of health cooking. Right. Yeah. And it's chock full of recipes, yeah. like literal recipes. Those are, if there's Brussels sprouts and they're in season, they might have five different recipes in the magazine. You know, some that might be with peanuts, some that might be like it just feels like I keep ending up there. So, and what would have been a magazine I wouldn't have given two cents about three years ago. I agree. And in fact, I I, I don't subscribe and I kind of thought about it. That was the one I was thinking I might subscribe to just because I thought it was there were some captivating discussions in there. And it wasn't I always felt like eating well was going to hit me over the head with shaming me for yeah. not, for eating the way I want to eat. Eating. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not interested in taking everything out of my life and then faking it with like substitutions. So. I will say I like that for that. I just do want to advocate. I'll just play devil's advocate for the print world for one minute. And that's only in the fact of like doing the same story over and over and over and over again. Like every time they come to Thanksgiving, they have to come to a different story. Every time they do Christmas dinners, they have to they have to package it in a different way. And so maybe they're in a space where they're trying to figure out how to package it. And remember that most of these people have done this. This story was written in probably July. True. So a lot of it may have been you know, uh, not knowing what was coming or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's a, it's a little, I'm just advocating in that way. I do think that there's something there. I think print is trying to find its way and I'm hoping that they find a balance, you know yeah. what I mean? Coming forward, especially in the food cooking world. But I'm, you know, it's tough. It's making me want to rejigger my subscription um, subscription dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm into perhaps like Substack or something else because I want recipes. That's why I subscribe to these magazines. I want recipes. I want food trends. Here's a question though for you. Are you um are you getting are you ripping pages out of the print or yes. are you most or like the majority of the stuff are you pulling from online? No, I'm ripping pages you out of the ripping print. Pages out of but print. I I look online too. But if I'm gonna look like I sit down with my magazines once yeah. or twice a month. Like, here's my, I got two hours, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to go through them. And it's a joyous time. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm going to sit down with my computer and search my Bon Appetit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not the same relaxing experience. You're looking for inspiration from them. Yeah. and and, And maybe online is a source. Yes. So that's the difference. If I'm looking for like, I need a recipe for Brussels sprouts that has lime, I might go online and look for that. Uh But I think the magazines are aspirational. There's travel feature. Like, 
I want to be inspired by you the season. Learn something that you didn't know you were looking for. Maybe. Yeah, or Got maybe it. like, oh, huh, here's a new way to roll out this puff pastry dough. That's so just tips and tricks. They're probably trying to do that. They're just missing the mark for you. Yeah, you know what maybe. I mean? I think that that's because that's if they're packaging something and maybe not doing sides for the first time, they're thinking in terms of like, well, everybody's sick of our sides. And there were plenty of sides in there, but none a regular person would cook. As, I mean, that's how I felt. Like, okay, okay I'm not going to make puffed rice with squash. See, I would. Uh. <laughs> I actually know that recipe I think you were talking about because I was looking at, you know, these different ways of using squash because I was like, I'm sort of sick of every other squash recipe. Yeah. You I know? do have a lot of squash. Boy, I'm finally, I have had four big squashes, two pumpkins, two big squash. I'm finally down to two. Okay. We gotta it's go. going to be time. All right. We're going to go. We're going to be back. We got lots of things. <laughs> okay, so some of you are still sitting at home, and it's 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 weird because this is our last show pre-holiday, but, like, it's December 18th. There are people that haven't even started shopping. I am a person who is, like, I would, if I was shopping for everybody, I, there's no chance I would have shopped, been able to start. Yeah, Jenna. and, like, everyone's like, oh, all the shopping, like, we're moving into holiday, and some people, like, this is just the start. I don't know if you... I probably got one-tenth of the emails I would normally get yesterday. Like, people are done. Have you noticed that? What do you mean by that? I don't understand what people you People are done working. Like, oh, 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 the oh, whole oh, work, oh, email work. Yeah, working life. People have taken done. this week and the next week off. Totally. Like, two weeks. Like, half of December is, yeah. Well, and I picked up Giant Baby last night at the airport at midnight, and, like, all the college kids are home. Like, there, I mean, not all of them, obviously, but there is a massive amount of college kids again at the airport and all I could think was like okay so classes are done and like kids are home and people are just chilling yeah I love it um okay so if you are all of a sudden like wow I need some gifts and college kids you're just coming home you need to know what to buy for your parents because I know you listen to the weekly of dish of course they're listening to the weekly Here's dish some ideas for you <laughs> of like last minute things you can pick up okay okay I'm in I like the Certix cocktail kit I particularly like the $74.99 kit that is made with sidebars, and that's their restaurant, Syrup. They also give you the Old Forester 100 Proof Straight Rye. Now, I, of course, would substitute that with Basil Hayden or Maker's Mark or something different. But they give you the Bitter Cube Cherry Vanilla Bitters and a Rocks Glass set. And all of that is $75. Yeah. And if you're buying for, like, a brother-in-law or a son-in-law or a dad or a lady that likes the brown, like Stephanie, Mm -hmm. that's a good gift. They also have, and I'm being super sexist and I know this, but we're just going to keep going. They have lady kits, and the lady kits are the spritz. So they've got an Aperol spritz kit that's 32 bucks. They've got a St. Elder spritz kit, which is the elderflower liqueur, and it has festive cocktail napkins. And they've even got a steady spritz kit for people that are going to be the driver that is a mocktail, as it were. Yeah. So I like those. I do like those, and I love a spritz, too, for someone who is, like, a little bit... You know, doesn't like drink big drinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, like it's like a nice, easy, it's also a great cook's drink. Yes, because you can drink too and still <laughs> cook. still not burn the roast. <laughs> um, yesterday on my Instagram, I posted something that I had no idea was going to have the, the effect reaction <gasps> that it did. Really? What is it? So it is a little tote that I got from a friend 
And it says, everyone needs a friend that will call and say, oh. get dressed, blank, blank. We're going on an adventure. Yeah, that so was cute. It's the idea of that you need friends that will adventure with you. Yeah. It is sold out, this thing that I posted, because I went on our website, because 829 people liked this thing. Mm-hmm. But it's made by a local woman. The company is called Urban Undercover. And what she specializes in is kind of traveling things. So they have like a towel topper. So when you are traveling and you want to like tie your towel, but you're at a hotel and the towels are so small. Yeah. It keeps your towel up. She's also got like bags and totes and they say things like leaving on a jet plane, adventure, um, accessory bag, happy hour. I have kits. her wrap. The yes. Ma- the, the wrap, the travel wrap thing. Okay. And this is my recommendation is the wrap. Oh, so oh, it is. Okay. This is, it's, it's not inexpensive. It's $160. It's called the adventure travel wrap. And it is like a, ja- a jacket it is like a blanket. It is a wrap. There's all different kinds of ways that you can use this for laying up, layering. It's made in this material that never wrinkles. It never that's wrinkles. super easy to throw in your bag. Yep. It can be like your blanket on the plane, or it can be like a nice uh, jacket for going out at night. It's really a cool thing. You t- it has. It's kind of like a reverse mullet is the way I describe it. It's like it's short in the back. <laughs> And then it's really long on the front, so you can tie it. Sometimes I whip it around and tie it on, the on my side, hip. Yep. And sometimes I use it as a wrap around my neck. I actually really like it. Okay, so I think it. that if you're looking for a gift for someone that's hard to buy for, yeah, that maybe is true. a big traveler, it's a good thing. Because it's also a solid color. It's like black or gray, and yep. that you know kind of goes with everything. So They also, uh, she is part of the store Six for Good that is in Rosedale, and I want to say Nolan, Maine. It is in Nolan, Maine. Okay, or so it's just in Nolan, Maine. So you can go there, too, and probably find her things there. Yeah. Okay, moving on she to... She pops up to a lot of things, too. Yeah, She's, she does She does up. a lot of markets. Um, moving on, we're still talking about gifts for your last-minute foodie people. Uh, we talked about something that I am excited about. It is called Worker Bee Unscented Lotion. Oh. So all of us are washing our hands like crazy because of COVID. It's like a honey... Um, it's not a lotion feel. It's more like a Vaseline feel, but it's way less greasy. Yeah. And it is 23 bucks and it's great stocking stuffer for people that have to wash their hands a lot. So maybe people in the industry, yes, people that healthcare. are in daycare, healthcare, it's worker B unscented lotion. You can buy it online. He is at a bunch of pop-up markets too. He's a local guy. Yeah. So find that. Um, Okay. Another one is this weird thing called the Stursby. Have I talked to you about the Stursby? No. Okay. It's a wooden stick. It is meant for like stirring, stir fry, tossing salad, but you'll use this thing so much more than you think. And it's made by a local guy. You can order it online at Stursby.com and they're $19. They come in walnut, ash, or birch. And you can also pick them up at the Golden Fig. Lori Kroll is the person who turned me on to this originally. And just this weird little stick I use for everything. Okay. I use it to like flip a pancake. It's just like kind of a flat spatula, but it's not a spatula. It's more like a stir stick. You see that Lucinda Scala, whatever, is marketing a stick like this? No. Yeah, she's got... We like her. She's the the hungry... Cooking for hungry boys or something like that. Yeah. She's got a stick like this, but this is actually looks better and more sturdy to me. Dursby, 19 okay. bucks. You'll use it for everything. I love it. Okay. So just some last minute gifts, this you guys. This is good stuff, man. All right. Talk to you on the other side. 
Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. All right, guys, but welcome back to the show. I have to tell you, I have to come clean on something. I have a new obsession and I probably should have put it in top two an hour too. Is it Ed Sheeran? And It is not Ed Sheeran. I don't know anything John. about Ed Sheeran. Other than that movie that he was in with about like the Beatles guy. Um, that that like all of a sudden, never mind. This is this will take us down a path that I don't need to go on. What I want you to know that I'm obsessed with is the gift wrapping uh, stuff on Instagram. The videos, oh, like, the gift wrapping and the origami. I am into the paper cool. arts like crazy right now. I love it. I don't have time to do it. I don't have time to make the snowflakes and the wrapping the things. amazing things. But I'm in, and I really want to. And actually, I found you guys. There's something very calming about it for me. Where food, all of my food posts and everything else, still makes me feel a certain way of like either I have to anxious, yeah, because I have yep. to create content or I have to do it. I have to execute. I have to do. I compare myself to it. Paper and sewing. I don't have any. That is not a part of my life in right. any way. And I am. Just fulfilled by it. I just want you to know that. So I couldn't tell you what they're called either because they just show up on my feed. I don't know why. And once I like one, now I've got a million of them. So I kind of love it. So what have you seen that you're excited oh, about? I'm going to like wrap things so differently this year <laughs> because there's all this <laughs> folding you can do and you use like one piece of tape and then it creates little pockets on the front or there's like a, and I always have these weird, um, you know, shaped things you have to wrap and they have like these ways to make paper pockets out of things. And I don't know. I'm I might, exciting. I might have to take some pictures. I mean, I've always loved wrapping gifts. So does my mom. I love doing things like I used to when the kids were little. I used to we used to have like a like a riddle on the front where I'd make you try to guess what your gift was by clues. And sometimes we'd have scavenger hunts. And so anyway, you're way more fun than I am. I am fun. I know. I miss kids. All right. Um, you're a grandma, though. You're on your way to the you next can kids. Stop saying that anytime. Why? <laughs> I'm so jealous. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Are but, you? Does it feel weird to be a 50 year old grandma? Well, it's just weird just to say honest. grandma. Yeah, of course it is. To say grandma is also weird because I never. I don't actually have any. That's the other part of it too. I don't have grandmas. I had a nana and I had omas. And then so grandmas were what other people had, and they were all these, you know, old ladies, stooped gray haired <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Anyway, dealing with my own issues. So one of the things I thought we should talk about is some of the non-traditional Christmas dinners. Because, again, going to the fact that I don't have necessarily a very solid Christmas tradition in my past. And so 
kind of always looking for things. Um, one of the ones that I thought, and I, let me be clear, I'm not always successful. Like Christmas dinner sometimes is kind of a, you know, a blank show. If you've you know had some, you've had some fun ones. Yeah. My, my favorite one was when we did the big polenta dinner. Yeah. I loved that. And that was like where you take you guys, you make a massive bowl of polenta and then you do a couple roasts. Uh, you know, I think we did like, I think I did like pulled pork and I also did, um, I think I did. I think, no, maybe that was just a pulled pork and then I had all these other things with it. But you basically, you dump the polenta on the table on like almost like a big, and then people sit there with their forks and they pull the polenta into whatever they want to make. Like I put some pesto and you put some cheese out and then you put your pork on top. And didn't you you have the polenta like just in the pile? I poured it on the table, like on a piece of, you know, like on parchment paper that I had laid out in the middle of the table. It's int- I'm going to the hot pot dinner December 23rd. Like, that's cool. Different thing. Hot pot. Where yeah. you, instead of fondue. Who is, who's doing hot pot for you? Um, My friend Chaz, who lived in China. Listen, the hot pot. I have a friend, Dave, who does Dave it. Dave Oslin, yes. yes. Why have we not been invited to that more? Than- we, we went once. It's I want to go back. for them to do. I know. I want to go back, lot. Dave Oslin. I know. I'm just calling you out. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. And it's because it's not David. It's Meg. It's yes, Megan's wife who does Megan, it. Megan who does but it. They, the, the, and I love that idea of like lots of little things and sort of maybe making it all together, but like having a central thing, even tacos, you know, but I mean, I feel like we do like the pulled pork taco situation so often that it's not special. And I still feel like it should be special. Right. Yes. I. That's what I kind of liked about your polenta and like making the bolognese could be yeah. a big thing, too. Like, yeah, some people have it on polenta. Some people yes. have it on noodles. Oh I don't God. know. I love bolo. Um, so anyway, Food 52 had a bunch of non-traditional Christmas dinner ideas. They had 70 of them. So I'll put that up on the on the Facebook for you guys. But kind of running through them, some interesting things in terms of, you know, they have like instant pot short ribs with roasted seaweed gremolata. That sounded interesting to me because of when I was in Wales, we ate a lot of seaweed and it was delicious. And I don't know why I haven't thought about that. Because we don't live at the sea. sea. (laughs) Just not going to point out the obvious, but when you live in Wales, that Uh, would be Croatia. Because we don't have the sea. Yeah, you don't live at the sea. We can get seaweed. (laughs) It's dried in sheets. And I actually want seaweed. I don't want like... Nori. I also don't want like lake weed. <laughs> anyway, you don't want to eat milfoil. No, no, but in this mix, they also have uh, stromboli, and stromboli is a th- thing that I've never oh, done. Oh, but you made the tim- I made the timpano. Yeah, timpano. But I've never done a stromboli, which is basically like a layered, you know, sort of rolled thing. It's almost like a a layered multi multi ingredient. Wellington. I feel like this no? is preparing us for our food goals for next year. Okay. okay. Because I think maybe some of these should be our food goals. All right. Like maybe you need to make a stromboli or yeah. master the stromboli. And maybe I need to make. I. You know what? I, I know what mine already is. What is it? I'm going to just declare it because I think. I told Kurt that I want an attachment for pasta for my. Oh, KitchenAid. There you go. So I think it's going to be fresh pasta for Stephanie. I want to make those little nests. Yep. I've made uh, that's I did that during the pandemic. Like I have a perfectly great pasta recipe. I learned how to roll. I use because I have a pasta roller, a machine, and I I totally did that. And that's a worthy pursuit. I really enjoy that. Okay. In fact, 
lasagna. There's a lasagna with any greens, pesto, and white beans. And I do love an alt lasagna. Yum. We know I love my quinoa lasagna. You do. And so this one, I made a great, and I made that cacio pepe one, yep. too. And then this one I is kind of interesting. And I like to make it with a spinach sheets. That's really yum. Okay, so, so that's a thought. Yeah, maybe what these really are are alternative food goals for twenty. Yeah, so you can use this however you want. Here's one: burnt broccoli farro with smashed olives. That sounds delicious. Doesn't burnt that sound broccoli so good? is fantastic. I know, and I love farro. You can cook it in the instant pot. It's great. And smashed castle of Vetrano, castle Vetrano olives. olives. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. How about garganelli with rap- lobster and caramelized fennel puree? That sounds also delicious to me. Like Carganelli's a pasta. Except rock pasta is hard. Rock lobster is hard to find. Again, we don't lobster live Lobster is hard rocks. to find right now. I mean, it doesn't have to be rock lobster, but I mean, it just has to be lobster. Yeah. And that's also a little bit hard right now. Here's one for you. Salt, actually for me. Salt and vinegar mashed potatoes. If I can make this. I'm I would gonna, 100% I'm gonna make, make those. I'm going to see if I can make oh, that's this. That's Ellie's favorite flavor profile. Great. Why do How we do they do, do it? I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, I think it is... Um gonna be well, i mean if you think about it it's got to have molten vin- oh um oh gosh it's taking me down a whole thing okay okay it's too long but i'll find it all but right we'll, but Salt that makes sense that's, mashed potatoes it's basically delicious. like you got to have something tart and super salty with it like yep. it's got to be great vinegar like are we going to be buying acerbic acid or something Maybe. <laughs> it's possible i'll look into it there's got to be some chemical thing and that's why it's I in know. there you know on Instagram, and then i won't do it because i'll be like oh nobody's gonna buy that i know but then i do and then it sits there and i don't use it how about that <laughs> like my nutritional like, yeast <laughs> and run it like i was gonna make my own cottage cheese and i didn't <laughs> who buys a run it i bought run it it's in my it's in my cupboard <laughs> I bought it off Amazon. Okay, pot roast with 40 cloves of garlic. I mean, I would do that in a hot second, right? That sounds good. Deviled eggs. I mean, fine. That doesn't... Is that like their alternative Christmas is deviled eggs? With spicy jam and pistachio duca. I mean, like, I think it's the flavor... That's an appetizer. Sure. They're not really saying... I guess that could be your appetizer for that, but lobster diavolo. Oh, yeah. I have a great recipe for that. Right? Okay, I do. I have a great recipe for that. I should post it. Um, That's hot... Italian, that's like red sauce, hot, spicy red sauce with pasta and lobster. And that's what they eat all over Croatia and Italy. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everywhere you go. Yeah. No, it looks and it's like and it's really good tomatoes. I think it has to be that idea. You know what I mean? We can't get those either. I know. You can't get those. <laughs> but you, you can, can use cans. Actually, the, I mean, like cans. The San Marzano. Yeah, the San Marzanos. Do yep. that. Or you can take those Roma tomatoes and dry them in the oven yep. and you get a more condensed flavor. Um, they have Instant Pot Beef Bourguignon in here. I might try that because remember I tried the other traditional recipe and I did not like it. Remember I did that? And I yeah. was like not for it. I have a good beef bourguignon recipe. Okay, but, so, I but I'm interested you. to try that in the Instant Pot. I might post that on the Instant Pot group. Okay. Uh, speedy Shrimp with Horseradish Butter actually sounds delicious to me. Horseradish Butter, yum. I know. Um, cauliflower Paprikash, which I've never actually made a paprikash. What is it? It's kind of a goulash. We think of it as a goulash, I think. Oh. But there's a little bit more to it, you know, it's, and then there's Smoked should be egg noodles and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, how about blistered green beans and sweet potatoes with tahini? That sounds delicious to me. Yep. Too. See, all of this sounds delicious to me. But I'm, none of it has felt very holiday-ish, which goes back to my problem with the magazines. And this is supposed to be non-traditional Christmas ideas. Like they've packaged it as. But is beans and 
I'm yes. going to uh, take offense. Is beans, not take offense. What's the word I'm looking for? Is beans umbridge. and the last one you just said, umbrage. That's what I'm taking. Greens, the like you just said, it's a side. Green bean and no, sweet potato. No, it's dinner ideas. It's for your whole dinner. Like they've got, they've got a whole bunch of things on here. I see. Okay, like so they're not dessert, saying that's the dinner chocolate. meal. No. Okay, it's no. the side. It's a side. Got it. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm just sort of. Yeah. I they, won't take on with their scrolling, sides. I've been <laughs> scrolling past like flourless pecan cake because we're not talking about it at the moment. But they have a bunch of things. That does that sound kind of good though. A flourless pecan cake. I know. I'm just telling you. There's a lot of interesting things on here, and it's making a flourless cake for a dinner party. Whether it's a flourless chocolate, uh, Chez Panisse, uh, Alice Waters has a great flourless almond cake, a flourless lemon cake, an olive oil cake. All of those are total winners for dinner parties because you don't know if people are coming are gluten-free. Yes. And they're always delicious. Um, I'm going to give you one more that I think I could possibly do, which is the gochujang glazed holiday rib roast. Standing rib roast. Absolutely. Glazed with classic Korean gochujang, red pepper, toasted sesame oil. I mean, that might... Yum. If I don't do a Wellington, I might do that. Because, yeah, because you're going to, it's your $200 roast, so make sure that it works the first time. I know, this is the thing. All but right. it's probably great. I'm going to put this up, you guys. Oh, one more. One pan lentil gratin with sweet potatoes and mustard chev crumbs. That sounds Okay, I would love that. Um, lentil gratin? Why haven't we done lentil gratins? We kind of have, but then my friend begged me to not feed her lentils anymore. Oh, okay. She said, every time I come over, you serve me lentils, and they make my stomach <laughs> <laughs> Okay, she needs to eat more fiber. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. And when we come back, I guess we wrap it up. I don't know. We'll I don't right know. Back. Okay. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We're very excited to have you. Stephanie, usually as we get close to the holidays, you read us the, what is it called? The Bob Cratchit thing. But it feels like it's way too early to do that. I don't, I'm not even prepared to do it. So, so is this just, we're going to just, maybe I'll do it. This is the year, this is the year where people are shaking up their traditions, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe this is the year that we just be like, well, okay, it's too early to really enjoy this moment. So we're not going to pretend it and force it. No. And I mean, I guess I'm not, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's fine. And and it's like, we don't have to, this is a thing. Again, I'm going to this thing that I don't have a thing that I do every year ever. There's, I mean, I've made bourbon balls and then sometimes I don't make bourbon balls. And I made the, uh, Chris, the Irish cream this year. I probably won't do it again, maybe. I I'm going to do it. So I'll cover us because I got to, I'm going to do it as a segment. Yeah. I mean, I made it. It's in my garage and I, and I just, I'm kind of waiting, you know, because I'm going to parcel it out for, you know, gorilla bombs and stuff, but that's it. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's okay to reinvent. And I guess I give permission to anybody to, if something's not serving you and you only do it because you have always done it, just know that like you keep creating new things and they become important. And sometimes, you know, that's just a gift in and of itself to be able to have something new that defines you where you are at the moment in your tradition. Right. And gratitude comes in all those forms. And you're very grat- gratitude-ish. <laughs> Because you're, uh, you're a big giant baby's home. Yeah, yeah, I am. And does that feel good to yeah. have him in your house? Yeah. And- well, I mean, like, right? He came home at like I picked him up at midnight at the airport, and he's sleeping in the basement. And so, yeah, we'll see. He has like one more paper to submit, you know, online. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's wonderful, and to have all the kids back and around, and just you know, the others, the Chicago boys are all coming up this week at some point, and. Really, it's in the end, as much as I was having issues of like, oh, it's not going to be at my house and all this kind of stuff. I, I I'll, it, Christmas is wherever you land, like you bring it with you and yeah. whatever traditions that you're missing, 
you know, figure maybe for me, I'm f- trying to figure out the place that I, what what it is about it that makes it good for me. Right. And then, you know, kind of fill that in with whatever else is new and different. Yep. So I love it. That. Yeah. I, you know, and especially, you know, it's like having lost a lot of people this year and, and sort of be in a place where I could definitely focus on the things that I don't have is just it's not in my nature to to live in that and i guess for me i would that applied the minute i started grow, like getting a little bit panicky about things that weren't going the same way i like to think about the things that i you know that i do have so here's something too that i wanted to mention so tomorrow is the services for our friend jeff uh jack rabel who passed from the lexington and something that's been giving me a lot of good feeling and comfort and thinking about him is a playlist that he put together with his wife and I guess some friends contributed. It is called the celebration of life. It is on Spotify. You can find it. Um, It's just, I feel like if I was going to do a playlist, because I've actually thought about this too, is there's a lot of the same songs I would pick on there. So it's really given me a lot of time to reflect and think about him, which has been nice. Yes. I think so too. And so I do you can think, find that on Spotify as well as Stephanie's The Boiling Bones yes, playlist, which, which you probably haven't contributed to it in a long time. No, but there were 300 songs. So it's not like you're going to run out. Right. <laughs> but I am building a new one called Sloop. So there should be. Uh, but I, Sloop as in St. Louis Park Sloop? Yeah, Sloop is my <laughs> house hashtag now instead of Boondocks. It's Sloop. So, and that's a big thing of like just kind of looking at toward the end of the year and, you know, and I have to build it a little bit more. It has to get a couple more. I need to get at least like 200 songs on there before I make it public. Okay. Because I feel like you guys have got to like, you got to groove into it, you know, but it does have a totally different vibe, which is fun. Yeah. Because it's different because the other one was you and Jake and this one is now more you. Just me. I know. Are you going to be going to any of the Holidazzle activities? So I was going to say, as far as what's going around town, Holidazzle seems to be the big thing, right? This weekend? Yeah, it's the whole weekend and it's the only weekend. Right. Um, I, you know, I think, I don't know if I will. I don't, I am actually jam-packed, to be quite honest with you. I've got a lot of stuff and um, I'm excited for things um, that are happening around town, like, you know... Um, Definitely the holiday, like the holidazzle. Also, the long night, the winter solstice party happening at Prize, Prize. this weekend. Yes. Bonfires, firewalkers, you know, Cassidy all sorts Brown. of fun stuff. Yeah. Concerts. God, so many great things. Um, And then I kind of love this today, the Sip and Snuggle at Axbridge Winery in North Loop, which is you get to go, you know, this is the cute little Minnesota winery in North Loop. Yep. Um, the Shram Vineyards guys. And they are having pups from Safe Hands Rescue on site that you can go and snuggle and sip some great Minnesota wines. This is a good idea. They have some, I don't know if they're still, if they're selling their sparklings, but they are the ones who will have great sparkling Minnesota wines. They're really pushing and trying to innovate in yeah. that way. And I so, love a sip and snuggle. A sip and snuggle with pups. I'm not saying you're not going to come home with a dog. But. But you might. It is a sip and snuggle. I know. Um, the last, there's also like, I think most of the holiday markets are, you know, kind of, this is your last weekend. Yep. So Gray's holiday market is a good one to go visit in the, in the North Loop, you know, Gray's food hall. Um, they've got a lot of great food makers there. And plus, you know, Union One Kitchen is selling their salts and their sauces. So yeah. tiger bite sauce and all that kind of stuff. You might want to grab some of that. That's happening. Are you I done with it. your markets? Are you done? Oh, I'm done. Okay. I am done. I am done. I'm down to like, I got, oh, there's one call. Should we take it real yeah, quick? Yeah, we got time. All right, go ahead. Hi, Lynn. We got a quick idea from you. 
Okay, yes, I do. Um, I made, you guys were talking about squash, and I made the copycat Panera squash soup. Oh, yeah. But I made way too much. And so what I ended up doing is I bought three cheese tortellini. Oh. And cooked that. I know it sounds weird, but take that and then put the soup over it, like for like a, almost oh, like a. Like a sauce. An entree. Yeah. It was, I shared it with coworkers. They were amazed and awed and so that's something else to do with your extra squash soup. love it nice <laughs> well done i you. always have squash soup on hand too so that's a quick uh, weeknight dinner i know it it's amazing it's amazing and i just want to say i love your program i listen every week and merry christmas merry oh, christmas thank you, Lynn. merry christmas to you I our love weekly it. dishers are the best i know hey i do want to shout out also you guys as a good gift is and there are tickets i'm surprised there are still tickets um, but there is, uh, f- as part of the Great Northern that's coming up, did you see one of the f- cool food events is waffles and skiing, cross-country skiing with I Karen Tomlinson? did, and it's for 50 people only, yep. and you have to have a ski pass, and I have a ski pass. You don't have to have a ski pass. It comes with... It's part of it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's $75, and that's part okay. of it. It's like, but basically, you get to have a pass and you go through Theodore Worth Park, and you then get to have basically like you hit the trails and then you get waffles and ham and cheese sandwiches and egg coffee with Karn. I know. And I'm going skiing bucks, today it. to get my ski on. So yes. we'll see how it goes. I love it. So there you go. Okay, well, Merry Christmas. Yeah, dishers. happy holidays. Hope you Send guys- us pictures of your cookies, your foods. Yes. Tweet us, Facebook yes. us. You know, we're here for Keep you, even touch. though we're not on the air. We'll be seeing you in the in the new year. In the new year. Ciao, ciao.